fine like it yeah so it's fine <laughs> um yeah i'm still very whelmed mm. um so yeah lots of whelming going on yeah lots of whelming everywhere and um what was that sorry nothing okay clearly it was something but okay if we're gonna just lie about <laughs> <laughs> something happened because I'm not sitting next to you and I heard something and all of our fans all the fans all of our listeners rather which would probably be a more accurate all of our listeners hopefully fans yes. no that was the sound of me realizing that I had not adjusted my microphone and it was mm. still in the upward facing position instead of hovering near my mouth where it belongs so yeah or nothing. Okay, great. Or, well, see, so you forced it out of me, and now you mock me. Um, yep, that's, you know, this is not new. This is kind of how this relationship <laughs> goes. jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so much hmm. happening. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Take it day by day. This hurricane, oh my gosh, is just having a ripple effect. And I just like feel so sorry uh-huh. for everyone. And I'm not thinking that, you know, like I know people in the Carolinas, so, you know, kind of checking yeah. on them. But it's amazing how it like affects the trickle down effect where I was supposed to have a closing tomorrow and that's not happening because one, the the underwriter had to go had to evacuate, so that kind of pushed oh, me back. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then, like, that got, you know, cleared up, but then the insurance company isn't binding. They're not binding anything until after the hurricane passes. Oh, interesting aspect that I would not have thought about, but, yeah, I guess if you're in an insurance company, you're like, yeah, we're going to hold off on that for now. Yeah, but I know that because that was a thing that happened, you know, a lot of people were complaining about, you know, like, it's kind of the thing, like, people are complaining about it, but they don't want to complain about it because they're like, oh, I'm, like, I'm not a human being. Like, I need to stop complaining about this. But it's like, it's your livelihood. It's like you not being able to go to work. So, right. you know, um, people, you know, understand that, like, yes, it's not, you know, your, you know, it's not, you know, life and your family sure. is more important, but, like, your work and your livelihood is important, too. So that kind of balance. So I knew about it, you know, during Harvey, like that was a big deal. A lot of the Texas Mm. agents were talking about. And so I did see something yesterday about that, but I didn't think that I would be affected because of where we are located. We're, you know, inland, it's not really going to affect us, but yeah, it has. Hmm. 
So well, you guys are like on the maps that I've seen. Um, Atlanta is always in the tropical storm section of the hurricane. Like kind of by the time it gets to you guys, it'll it'll still be a pretty bad storm. Like it's supposed to be like forty mile per hour winds, which is not. I mean, again, not a hurricane, but still, like, nothing to right. see that. But we get bad weather all the time. And where this house is located, which is in another city, it's kind of outside of that belt. So mm. it's really not affected at all. Like, they don't get the weather that we get in Atlanta, mm. even mm. though it's a couple hours away or whatever. But mm-hmm. alas, so I was just like, oh, gosh. And I did have, like, a little funny story about um of the the hurricane so the besties parents live in you know the Carolinas. so I was calling to check on them and I guess parents it was so unusual for me to call because I really don't call them you know very often I probably Mm -hmm. you know maybe you know whatever something's happening I see them I'll see them for Thanksgiving you know that kind of thing so but I was calling check on them I was like why don't I just call them I think you know bestie and everybody's at work still so I'll call so they didn't pick up I left a message and then I get a call from Bestie's husband saying, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? Well, you know, they're, you know the father <laughs> called, you know, thinking there was something wrong with me because I called. Mind you, he did right. not check the message. He right. just saw that I called. It got worried. It called him. Still didn't call me back. Still hasn't and, called you back. Right. No. Or listen to the message would have been, <laughs> would have been easier and explained why I was calling. So right, then right. I tell him what happened and he's like, oh, okay, well, they're not, they're out of town, so they're fine. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I'll call them back later. I was like, oh, okay, great. And so that ended. A few hours later, I get home, settle in. Bessie's sister calls me and was like, Kristen, are you okay? And I was like, what oh, are you wow. talking about? And I tell, and she was like, "Oh, Dad said that you had called, and you know thought something was wrong." I was like, "Again, I talked to brother-in-law, told him." She's like, "Oh," I was like, "Yeah, I was just kind of check on them." Apparently, I shall not call and check on them again. Oh my because goodness! Everyone was involved. It's just like, okay, yeah, we're not even in Carolinas. We're you know somewhere else. I was like, okay. Fantastic. But their home, their homes are still in the Carolinas. <laughs> like, who's like? Aren't they a little? I mean, at the they're, very least, they should be like worried about like how their house is going to fare, right? Yeah, and they're a little, a few hours away from the um, what do you call it? From the coast. Mm-hmm. So it, it's there was a concern because there's like nothing's been able to like they says like Hugo in the nights nothing's gonna like stop it to kind of mm-hmm. um, ease the impact so they're mm-hmm. thinking that it, by the time it gets to them it will slow down a bit and won't be as disastrous as it would be for people who are on the coast so they're a little okay. more inland so okay. but yeah so praying for all those people affected Man, their homes yes. are okay and that something happens to slow this hurricane down it won't be you know yeah totally devastated and lives so lost scary it's yeah. so scary so yeah every you know all of them have been through like hugo which was a really bad one in the 90s and they were mm-hmm. like this one reminds us of that one so right. everyone's a little on edge and you know sure. very scared but remaining prayerful that everything's gonna happen because yeah the evacuations and all that you know that's pretty 
serious. So yeah, that's it's a whole lot to have to upend your life like that. Yeah, so I pray that all is well and yeah, everyone's able to get out and get settled mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, Just get safe. Yeah, get safe. Alrighty. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our weather update. I'm I'm saying I was something I was gonna put on the end <laughs> that little story. That's now okay. I can just go back and erase that. Okay, Hurricane <laughs> cross, Florence. Cross that out. Done. Check. Done. Mark. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Perfect. <laughs> and work, work, work. I can also check that off of uh-huh. the list. Okay. Yeah. I need to get a life apparently because that's all. I <laughs> This is what it's telling me that I need a life. Is that what it's telling you? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like, "Yep, work, work, overwhelmed, didn't do anything, saw the guy, girls. That's it. That's my life in a nutshell." Hey, again, not not too shabby, I say. And again, I told somebody else. People have it's gotten to the point where it's got like I'm getting laughed at that my highlight of my Friday and Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is, is going to shop the Kroger digital deals. <laughs> I make sure I download my coupons on Thursday. I've already downloaded date. Like I'm serious. One is really, really like amazing. Again, wow. so thankful for Nasia for introducing me to this world. They have the all like up to the 32 ounce to the 50 ounce for 99 cent girl. The detergent? Yes. I said the all. What? Okay. The that's, all that's, detergent. That, that's very good. I like the all too. That's a pretty good job. Yeah, the not all free. Yeah, the all free. <laughs> yeah. So, girl, I saw that and I sent a, a text to uh, the fella and I was uh-huh. like, ooh, they got this on sale, this on sale, this on sale, this on sale. And he was like, okay, like, shop later. <laughs> then he called me, shop girl. He called me some shop girl. He was like, okay, so. I looked at the paper. I was like, no, it's the digital deals, not just like it's in the paper, but it's in the little corner of the paper. But it's a, you have to download the app and like put it on your coupon. And he was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I had to call you back and ask me. He's like, because you were just very, very excited, apparently. <laughs> right. You're doing a whole lot. <laughs> like organic apple juice for 99 cents. I don't even drink juice, but I think I might this week. <laughs> not. Okay, not I don't even drink juice. <laughs> I'm just gonna take up juice drinking. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was like, okay, crazy. But yeah, crazy again, indeed. shout out to Nasia and her budgeting. Yes, penny pinching ways. I've learned so much from her, and it again, it's always amazing. Well, she's always been good with money too, right? You've said that before. Yeah, she's so good with money, and again, I feel like I'm learning her ways i'm still you know not quite there but... this is the time to do it when you're broke exactly that's why i that... told somebody i was like this is what is happening i am learning because i could have had so much money because i made a nice amount of money and didn't really have a whole lot of expenses and now i was like i'm learning how to steward my money which is making do with you know whatever and like the business you know up you know september october should be the rest of the year should be great but uh-huh. you know during that you know the last couple of months weren't that great so yeah so I was just like yeah 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 learning how to steward what I have and 
Yes, not wasting money like <laughs> I did all my life. <laughs> all your life. All my life. All right, enough about me and my <laughs> crazy ways. Okay, so what's going on in the news? I bet I can guess one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, there's we're gonna get to one. Uh, so I'm gonna start with just some uh, somewhat local news. Um, local to you? Local to me. Okay. Um, and because um, it was just pretty crazy. Um, so it's the headline is out of um, Bakersfield, California. Have you heard about this? It ha- just happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from an um, article in the Washington Post by Megan Flynn. The headline is, this is the new normal, six dead, including gunmen and wife in California shooting rampage. Um, so it's crazy, crazy. Um, basically, um, an unidentified gunman in Bakersfield, California shot and killed his wife and four other people in a series of shootings before taking his own life. Um, so he, um, he went on a shooting rampage. This is, um, well, you know, Wednesday. So just yesterday for us today. Um, and it, it began at a trucking business and ended up 15 minutes later with the suspect suicide. Six people lost their lives, according to the local sheriff, Sheriff Donnie Youngblood. That's a great name for a sheriff. Isn't that a great name for a sheriff, Donnie Youngblood? Anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, it's like he was I'm like... sorry like, for laughing during this very serious story, but It is very off. serious, but I'm, just, I'm saying segue, Donnie Youngblood, like, he's been wanting to be a sheriff since he was three, right, with that name. Yeah, what else would you do but be a sheriff in the Old West? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would have been preferable, but he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Can't choose when you, you're born, so I guess mm-hmm. he just went with, stuck with the career. Anyway, six people lost their lives in a very short amount of time, he said. Um, and then later he added, this is the new normal. And, you know, in reference to just the number of mass shootings that we have these days. Mm-hmm. Um Youngblood said the rampage began at about 5.20 p.m. when the unidentified suspect and his wife arrived together at a trucking business in an industrial complex in East Bakersfield, where the suspect confronted another man. During the confrontation, the suspect fatally shot the man, then turned the gun on his wife, killing her too. So there you have the first two And then um, there's a male witness who shows up. The suspect begins chasing the man while firing at him. The suspect shot the man to death outside of a nearby gun shop, the sheriff said, ironically. Hmm. And then a witness who was working in the industrial complex told the Washington Post he heard multiple gunshots ring out in a matter of minutes. He said he emerged from his business in time to see the suspect running away. The witness is uh, quoted as saying, it's a big industrial area, so we hear loud noises all the time. I thought, what was that? Did a tire blow? Then I saw a guy with a gun shooting. I saw another man screaming in Spanish, policia, policia, there's a crazy man with a gun. 
So the suspect fled toward a neighborhood, Youngblood said, and was then headed toward a specific residence. When he arrived at the residence, the suspect fatally shot two more men. So there's numbers four and five. And then he hijacked a nearby vehicle with a mother and child inside. What? Yes. And he um, hijacked their vehicle, headed toward the highway. Thankfully, the mother and child were able to escape unharmed. And then a deputy pulled him a deputy pulled him over on a highway and confronted the suspect with his gun drawn. At that point, the man got out of the vehicle and shot himself in the chest. Which shot himself in the chest is crazy. Like that's such a weird you know, like people like usually like shoot themselves if you're gonna shoot yourself, like you shoot yourself like in the head some kind of way. Um but Ooh. he like pointed the gun you know kind of like a weird like a you know it's like a weird vantage point but somehow he managed to kill himself like he got a got in a a good shot because he did commit suicide and so it says um young blood is quoted as saying where we go from here is try to figure out why this started why there's so many players involved in the connection because obviously these are not random shootings he uh went on to say that he will consider this a mass shooting um saying that a string of shoot- shootings this string of shootings was clearly and certainly connected the current county sheriff said the motive was not immediately clear but that too much of his department um, I'm sorry, not too much, but that much of his department was working on piecing the shootings together. Obviously, there's some type of, this is the understatement of the year. Obviously, there was some type of situation that caused the husband to be completely upset. Um, young okay, blood, I was going to curse, but I will Yeah, <laughs> no, but I was like, really, is that the quote? Um, Youngblood did not identify the victims or provide their ages and did not identify the business where the shooting occurred. There are multiple trucking businesses in that industrial complex, some of which could not be immediately reached by the post. Uh, More information is expected to be released Thursday, which was today, but I didn't see anything. This was like the most recent uh, thing that I saw. Um, So how crazy is that? Oh, my God. It's terrible. horrible. And for those of you who aren't familiar with, like, bakersfield or like just towns in california bakersfield is basically like the beginning of the central valley um of california which is um basically agricultural country it's like you know our california um sort of california's little like bible belt kind of california's um agricultural belt you've got starting in bakersfield and going north all the way up to oh i don't know Modesto, I would say, as far north as Modesto, um, mm-hmm. is all just, you know, farmland. And so these Bakersfield is a city, but it's definitely not. It's like a, a, sm- a, a big city in that it's more bustly and more populated than what you're going to f- find, like, as you until you get to Fresno, basically. Um, but... Um, but definitely a small town feel. So mm-hmm. um, it's not a place that you associate with really like high crime or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, bad parts of town just like anywhere else, but it's pretty much considered like a pretty sleepy area. Um, and uh, so for something this like this uh, dramatic to happen is a, a pretty big deal. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Isn't that crazy? I was like, what? So yeah, all this happened yesterday, girl. So that's my local breaking news. Wow. Somewhat breaking news. Okay. So on to my second story. Okay, so unless you've been just completely under a rock somewhere, you're aware of all the drama surrounding um, Serena Williams um, and the U.S. Open from last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the story just, the saga just kind of continues to unfold. Um one, it's just continually been in the news. There's been ongoing commentary about it. But this is out of CNN um, and uh, an article that was published on uh, the CNN website. So I don't actually see a byline associated with it. And the, um, uh, sorry, the headline says, Racist Serena Williams Cartoon nothing to do with race, quote unquote, paper says. So what happened is... I love is, how they said, like, racist cartoon has nothing to do with racism. So. Right, right. <laughs> I know. Um, so, um, okay, and again, I, I've closed both windows. All the windows are closed, but you can I'm still hear. hear the dog. Um, yeah, you can still hear the dog. It's just... I'm sorry for the, I'm sorry about the neighbor's dog. Nothing I can do about him. Okay. Um, So an Australian newspaper has doubled down on a cartoon of multiple Grand Slam tennis champion Serena Williams widely denounced as racist, both at home and in the U.S. In a statement Tuesday, Herald Sun editor Damon Johnston said the cartoon, quote, had nothing to do with gender or race. A champion tennis player had a mega tantrum on the world stage, and the cartoon depicted that, he said, referring to a piece published by cartoonist Mark Knight Monday after the U.S. Open final in which Williams had a dispute with the umpire over his allegedly sexist treatment of her. The cartoon showed Williams jumping up and down next to a broken racket and pacifier with large, exaggerated lips and a nose reminiscent of racist depictions of Black people in the U.S. during the Jim Crow era. Williams' opponent, Japan's Naomi Osaka, is depicted as a skinny, blonde woman to whom the umpire is saying, can't you just let her win? The U.S.-based National Association of Black Journalists said the cartoon was repugnant on many levels. There, they go on to say it not only exudes racist sexist caricatures of both women but williams depiction is unnecessarily sambo like the group said in a statement yes and then they went on to say the art of editorial cartooning is a visual dialogue on the issues of the day yet this cartoon grossly inaccurately depicts two women of color at the u.s open one of the grandest stages of professional sports Um, But the Melbourne-based tabloid newspaper stood firm against the backlash with editor Johnston on Tuesday evening tweeting an image of Wednesday's upcoming provocative front page. Its headline, quote, Welcome to PC World, was accompanied by, quote, satire-free zone stamp and surrounded on all sides by previous night cartoons of politicians and reasons why they were offensive. It featured an image of former Prime Minister Tony Abbott, 
depicted as Hannibal Lecter with the caption, banned, big ears, cannibal mask. And a topless Kim Jong-un with the words, blocked, belly fat, Asian stereotype. It also repeated the image of Williams with the caption, vetoed, large hair and lips, too angry. If the self-appointed censors of Mark Knight get their way on his Serena Williams cartoon, our new po politically correct life will be very dull indeed, said the front page. Knight, an award-winning cartoonist who has worked for the Herald Sun for decades, told his employers he was, quote, amazed by the reaction to the cartoon, which he said did not attract significant criticism until it was picked up on Twitter by users in the U.S., He's quoted as saying, it's been picked up by social media in the U.S. and my phone has just melted down. The world has just gone crazy. Later Tuesday, Knight appeared to have deleted his Twitter account. Criticism was voiced from within Australia, however, where the furor comes after months of hand-wringing and criticism over the country's attitudes towards race after a neo-Nazi was invited on the air by a national broadcaster. Um, the outgoing race discrimination commissioner, Tim Sufomasu, Tim S, said <laughs> last month, he has a really long, complicated name. He says, I take no pleasure in saying this, but right now it feels like there has never been a more exciting time to be a dog whistling politician or race baiting commentator in Australia. Ugh. On Twitter, Australian author Benjamin Law compared headlines from American newspapers that, quote, matter of fact, matter of factly described Knight's cartoon as racist to cover within his country, to racist to coverage within his country. Um, it isn't a subjective call, he said. This is Benjamin Law speaking, Australian author. Yeah. Embarrass embarrassing to see the Herald Sun doesn't realize defending Knight's cartoon supports the case swaths of Australian media is blind to its own racism. This isn't the first time Knight's work has been criticized in this manner. A cartoon from August 10th was widely denounced after it depicted faceless black figures destroying a Melbourne subway station, echoing a caricature of African gang crime in the city that is not supported by statistics. Lawmaker, local lawmaker Rohan Leppert wrote in response to that cartoon, in, in that cartoon, the one about the, um, mm -hmm. the crime in the city, the racist vilification of Melburnians from the Herald Sun continues apace, utterly shameful. Despite Australia's proud multiculturalism and the fact that today one in four Australians was born abroad, the upper strata of society remain predominantly white. According to a report by the Australian Human Rights Commission earlier this year, 95% of senior leaders in Australia have an Anglo-Celtic or European background. In okay. business, the report found there was a combined total of 11 chief executives who have a non-European or indigenous background, or 3% of the total. Indigenous people are especially underrepresented and have themselves been the subject of racist cartoons in the Australian press. Knight was denounced for a 2012 cartoon published on Australia Day, which marks the start of European colonization of the continent. 
while the late Bill Leak was frequently criticized for his portrayals of indigenous people. While the U.S. has deep racial divides and ongoing issues related to the legacy of slavery and post-reconstruction discrimination, it is more diverse than Australia. Non-white people make up over 23% of the population and 11% of members of Congress are people of color. The voices of non-white people are also more prominent in the U.S. media than Australia's. On Twitter, Australian musician Eddie Perfect, who is based in the U.S., in the US reflected on this difference after he received some criticism for calling out Knight's cartoon. Hmm. Um, he says, got about 200 tweets, sorry, got about 200 tweets from Aussies angry. I quote, spoke for them. This cartoon hit hard in the US. Things are very different here where image, race, history, and struggle are real in all caps, R-E-A-L. Hmm. Um, in a follow-up tweet, Perfect said he frequently hears comments from Americans about Australians being racist, and it stings. He says, it stings because it's a generalization, but also because it's often true. You don't have to look hard to see and hear, and today's cartoon shocked Americans. Australia yeah, no one was, like, surprised when they heard that it was Australia. Right. Um, Australian broadcaster Neil Mitchell took the opposite tack on his morning radio show on Melbourne-based 3AW. Following an interview with a cartoonist, he said the reaction, quote, shows an awful misunderstanding of Mark Knight and this country. I looked at that cartoon and it didn't even cross my mind. It was about race. What? Yeah, Neil Mitchell. Australian broadcaster. So that's the end of this article, um, which I thought was just very, uh, it, it was just another, um, another, there's so many, so much that's been written about the US Open and uh, Carlos Ramos, who was the um, umpire and, mm. every, you know, I mean, and there's, I mean, there's a million, a million threads of, uh, conversation and dialogue that uh, have stemmed from this. Um, yeah. But for me, I felt like, um, I mean, a lot of it is, is frustrating, but this cartoon was so jarring. Um, and it's one of the first things that showed up on my uh, Facebook feed, like the mm -hmm. the day after it was published. So that, like, to, you know, to kind of like be doing like your morning, like, okay, let me see what's happening on, you know, my social media, pulling up my Facebook and having that like image be the first thing that greeted me. And I'd already known, you know, I had, I had been um, seeing all the ESPN updates during the US Open, like as the, all of this was happening live. Um, right. So, I mean, I knew, you know, that there had been a situation, but when I saw that cartoon, I was like, what mm -mm. in the world? Like, what is happening right now? Like, I, it was, it's, I, it's just, and it's amazing to me that, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I like, I know that Australians have an, uh, a reputation, reputation for being, um, racist, but honestly, their history isn't that different from ours. So I don't know why we point the finger. Like, right. I don't think it's any different. It definitely sounds like they are. I mean, just like this article points out, like they're in a different 
space in terms of like, I feel like they're sort of like where we as a country were like in the 90s, you know, where it was like, there was still like debate about like, you know, like this mm. sort of thing, like whether this would be considered, you know, like, um, whereas now, not, not that there isn't any debate, but I feel like there's a lot um, more people who are, you know, who will look at a cartoon like this and think that's completely out of pocket, you know? Um, so, um, or at least at the very least acknowledge that, yeah, I could see where you could get that from, <laughs> or I could see where you would be offended or anything where, you know, where you have this guy, this, you know, this last quote from this, uh, broadcaster guy, um, Neil, um, Mitchell talking about, you know, he looked at it and didn't see anything wrong with it or didn't see how it could possibly be about race at all. It was sort of like, wait, what? Like that, you're, you can't, I, that doesn't. Come on, dude. Come on. So this whole thing has just been—it's been crazy. I mean, everything from the um, the the double standard um, that seems to be um, on display, you know, in terms of like the 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 level of fine, you know, and penalty that she got for her. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you know, talking back and whatever, you know, um, and, um, and so there's a whole, you know, there's a whole ton of articles about that aspect of it, you know, just the, the treatment of women versus men on the court. Um, and I did love that John Mac, um, what was Lord John McEnroe and, mm-hmm. um, Andy Roddick did like say something like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, nope that's not what happens to us right yeah and um and that's and i think for me that's ultimately the issue like because there's people who are making the argument because i again i read a bunch of different articles and have been looking at all the different pieces that have been coming out since the weekend about this and um you know there's people who are making this argument like well she did do the you know she did um, break her racket and that's a violation and she did, you know, do this and she did do that or whatever. But I think, again, like the, the bigger point is, yes, there are rules and the rules, you know, have penalties attached to them, but they need to, those penalties need to be equally enforced and equally applied. And so to pretend that there's, you know, that, I mean, to that, it doesn't, that the umpires, biases or the umpire's mood or the umpire's like even you know just personal dislike of a person a player you know doesn't play into Mm. it at all like you know whether it's from a race perspective or a gender perspective or just personality like I don't like you you know (laughs) like none of those Mm. things ought to come into play um it's because okay great there are rules the rules need to be followed and there are penalties that are applied when the rules are broken, then that should be the same across the board, regardless. And that's what is being pointed out here. So folks who are like taking this art, you know, taking this position of like, well, she did do that and she did do this or whatever, um, are, are missing the bigger um, conversation piece, which I feel like is just disingenuous. <laughs> like, why are you like ignoring what what's actually being talked about here? So, 
stupid. Yeah. No, it's stupid. So, but yeah, but this cartoon to me was sort of like, all the other conversations are, are important and need to be had. And the whole thing was so problematic. I felt bad for um, Naomi Osaka, um, who I think was just yeah. put, put in such an awful, I mean, she was just put in an awful position in terms of, I, I think people will always question this win, you know, and it's like, that's not mm-hmm. how, any athlete. That's not how you want to win. You don't want to win under this cloud of controversy ever. You want it to be a game that you, you know, you, you outplayed them and that's why you won and not, um, not because of all these penalties and points that were taken away. And um, so I felt bad for her and there, that whole scene on the podium with her, like, everybody booing and her breaking down in tears. Like, I mean, it was just awful. Like, I just felt so yeah. bad. And she did say <laughs> that Serena, like, when she, le- you know, you have the video of her leaning yes. over to her, and she was like, they're not booing you. They're booing, like, the ref. Right. And she was like, that made her feel better, but she was like, yeah. Yeah, can you imagine? Mm-mm. Like, that's horrible. Like, why are they booing me? Yeah, no, it's terrible. Yeah, she was on Ellen today, and she shared that, um, oh, you know, yeah. how how helpful Serena was, was to her, you know, and, um, uh, but, you know, like, I just felt like it's, you know, everyone got robbed, I think, of, like, mm-hmm. what this was supposed to be, and, um, and you still have, you know, and you, and you have, like, people coming out on the side of the umpire, um, kind of saying it was justified and it's that whole thing is real muddy water but um this right here this cartoon uh-uh. no sir um completely completely um inappropriate yeah uh, yeah and inappropriate and just terrible like really really bad um and what's what's like the like now and question so i thought that Naomi Osaka, I know that she's um, a mixed um, African-American and Japanese, but I thought she grew up No, here. she's not African-American and Japanese. She's not. She's Haitian. She's Haitian, that's right. Mm-hmm. Haitian Japanese. But I thought she grew up here. Yeah, she moved here when she was, I think, two and a half or something like that. Uh-huh. But in order to help her kind of move up the um you know kind of the ranks she is she she has dual citizenship first of all and she plays for the japanese team like she represents japan yeah okay that was my mm -hmm. question because i was like i know she's mixed and i and i know i knew that she'd been brought up in the u.s so but everything i read kept saying like japan's naomi osaka and I was like, why is she Japan's? So. Why is she Japan? <laughs> why they get her? Why should why they get to claim her? So oh girl, you are hilarious. <laughs> just, that was my question. Um so because I'm like, you know, she's clearly I mean, like, you know, I knew that she'd moved, but I was I was like, she moved really early, so she was basically like American for all intents and purposes. Um, mm-hmm. so, okay, well, I guess that makes more sense. 
Um, yeah. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. And, but the thing is, people keep saying Japan, and she has to keep correcting. She's like, and Haitian, too. Like, yes, Japanese, but I am not just Japanese. Like, and right. Haitian, Haitian household. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you yeah. know, but it, of course, it's, yeah. But, and again, and in this cartoon, she's not depicted as either Japanese or Haitian. Right. <laughs> which is totally random i was like why 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 is she like a little blonde girl like who was the little blonde girl in this yeah, who was supposed to be who was a little blonde girl that was at a u.s open when was no little blonde girl there was no blonde girl in this this year's u.s open there were no blonde Not girls two okay. black girls um two whole black girls two whole entire black girls Mm-mm. One of them was mixed, but she wasn't mixed with blonde hair. No, no, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no. So yeah, so it's just yeah. The cartoon I think was just what took it like took something that was already like a volatile situation and made it like explode, um, just like pouring gas on a fire. So yeah, so those are my two newsworthy pieces. Perfect. Thank you very much. Yeah, I try. I try. We try. So on from serious stuff uh-huh. to foolishness. Oh, and bring again, it on. I'm not going to spend much time on this. And I think after this story, I'm going to have a moratorium <laughs> on talking about either of them. Either um, of them? There's two people that we're about to talk to? Yes. Um, okay. So, I'm um, the viral box this week is a thing that's been around everywhere, which is the altercation between um, Nicki Minaj oh. and Cardi B at um, a Fashion Week event. They were at the Harper Bazaar's Icon um, party during New York Fashion Week. And I will say this, I've heard some people talking about how they're embarrassing the black women. Da, da, da. I was like, they don't got nothing to do with me. That's their thing. And I am not diminished by their behavior. So that's that. Okay. So yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, like they don't got nothing to do with me. Like mm-hmm. um, this fight um, took place. Not really a fight. Um, was caught on camera by E! News and uh, several other people who were around because they were either fleeing or videotaping on their phones. Because mm-hmm, everybody has a camera. Right. Basically shows Cardi charging at Nikki um, <laughs> when she was unable to get to her um, because Nikki was surrounded by security. Um, she threw a red high heel at her. Mm. Um, and she got promptly escorted out of the event, and there was a huge, big, like, knot on the side of her head. Mm, they said mm, apparently mm. someone knocked, ended up knocking her out of the way or whatever. You know, there's different stories about how she got that knot, but she had a big old knot on the side of her head. Mm. So apparently, um, Cardi, you know, just flew into a rage because she had had it up to here. With Nicki Minaj. <laughs> um, and she wrote on Instagram, I've let a lot of blank slide. I let you sneak diss me. I let you lie on me. I let you attempt to stop my bags. Um, stop her bags? That's her money. Like, so apparently. <laughs> I'm like, I need a judge's ruling. What you does know that mean? What? I 
almost defied that, but I was like, she could get this. Okay, so never mind. Go with my first instinct. Yes, um, you know I don't know what that means. Wait, I'm telling you everything. Well, not I'm not telling you everything. I'm not there yet. So <laughs> she's like, you've threatened. This is the part. You've threatened other artists in the industry. Told them if they work with me, you'll stop effing with them. So yeah, so. Apparently, that was the whole thing about how Nicki Minaj is so jealous because she's had the top spot for, you know, eight years. Then Cardi just kind of came out of nowhere off the pole and um, reality TV. <laughs> and just because, you know, I refer to because like the, every time Nicki oh. talked about her, she mentioned the fact that she used to be a stripper and that she was on a reality show. I was right. like, OK, girl, like, fine, whatever. You don't have to keep bringing it up. Everybody know because she tells everybody too. Like it's not something she. Yeah, she's actually kind of. She's kind of proud of it in a very weird way. Bizarre. I don't know if it would be proud, but like not ashamed. So it's like kind of. That's a real thin. uh, Thin line. Yeah, Yeah, I get it, but I feel like yeah. Anyway, she's like, I did it. That's whatever. So, um, she's like, I let you talk big blank about me but when you mention my child you choose to like comments about me as a mother make comments about my abilities to take care of my daughter um that's when all bets are effing off i've worked too hard to come too far to let anyone f with my success so that's her explanation for why she went into a blind rage when she saw Nicki minaj sitting there at this event Um, so but hold on so Nothing happened in the moment that like ignited the blind rage. Like it was just on site. Yeah, because like, she has said before, like if I have a problem with you, if something happened, I'm gonna mess you up on site. So she's very true to her word. <laughs> um, Not she's true to her word. Like, she was like, "When I uh-uh. see you, it's over for you," kind of vibe and. Yeah, so apparently, like, you know, this has been going on for, you know, well over a year, the, you know, stuff going on with Nicki Minaj, apparently. And once she, I guess, recently started liking posts about her speaking negatively about her as a mother, that's when she just kind of, when she saw her, you know, that was it. Because Cardi's kind of been under the radar for a while. She hasn't really... She went what award show? I guess the MTV Awards is kind of like her first thing after having the baby, and they kind of kept them apart because Nicki, Nicki Minaj was having a moment because she was mad at Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner because you know her um, album was number two instead of number one because of Travis Scott, so she was all you know mad about that. So mm-hmm. there was a whole thing. So anyway, um, Nicki Minaj has a, a radio show for whatever reason. Okay. So apparently, somebody's listening. Someone is listening. I don't listen to this, but I get bits and pieces of. I don't even want to listen to clips of it because I can't stand her voice. It drives me insane. Both of them, like I don't want to hear them talk. And so, yeah, uh, they do sound really bad. Yeah, she spent three hours talking about this on her show. In between, apparently, playing um, songs from her latest CD. Wow. So, she was like, the other night, I was part of something so mortifying and so humiliating to go through in front of a bunch of upper echelon people. I will never forget it. I was mortified. (laughs) I'm like, um... 
were they the upper echelon? Okay, sure. The upper echelon people. Why would you not be ashamed to get into an altercation in front of in a McDonald's? Like either way, like <laughs> you're grown women. Like girl, that was the fine. word of the day. She's been looking to work that in for a week. <laughs> Like, it's a lot. When am I gonna get to I use thought, this word? Yes, I was with the creme de la creme. The <laughs> that was like the next thing she was gonna say. And then she, you know, was oh, like voiced her concerns for Cardi. She's like, this is not funny. This is not about attacking this woman. Get this woman some help. <laughs> I was like, okay, she needs an intervention. Wow. Um, and then she said something else. She. Um, apparently, like, Cardi had said some, like, colorism type things on her Instagram. And so, Nikki like brought what? that up. You know, like, calling people, like, monkeys and roaches and all that kind of stuff. Whoa. Yeah. And, you know, she was saying that's not the roach thing. It's, like, not necessarily, like, because they're darker. It's because... She's like, that's just a thing she grew up saying. Anyway, it was like raw. It was a whole. It was a whole colorism thing with um, mm-hmm. Cardi B. And the thing is, like, she's, you know, mixed. She's. They're both Trinidadian. So, um, yeah, she's like half black. So whatever. Um, well, no, she's not. She's like Trinidadian and something else. I think Dominican or something, which is you know just black people that got off the boat faster. Um, I don't say she's black and black. Just from yeah, so places. she is black. She's just like black <laughs> that speaks Spanish, which the right. majority of us do because only again history. No, only five percent came to North America. So right. all those other Africans that went elsewhere. Yeah, they speak Spanish, they speak Portuguese, whatever. They right. came from Africa too, just like we did. So same, it, yeah. Oh jeez. Okay, old, I can't. Same it's just I cannot. Yeah, okay. But you know, oh. Dominicans with you know, the Dominicans have a whole thing. I was like, yeah, but anyway. Dominicans so, yeah, have so, a whole thing? What's their thing? Oh my gosh. You know, Dominicans and Haitians like are not like friendly, even though they share the little island. No, yeah, a lot of that's a Dominicans... small space to be unfriendly on. Yeah, you know, like Dominicans, like I tell you, like that's why people are always going to Dominican Republic. I was like, I will never go to the Dominican Republic for a vacation because they had a whole thing where they kicked all the Haitians out of Dominican Republic. Oh no, I didn't even know ones this. that had been here. This happened like a few years ago. Even ones that had like grew up there, born there, whatever, they kicked them out and made them go back to Haiti. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, what the hell? So I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm the bigger republic. So I they just have, like, long-time beef with them, like, but not, like, based on anything? Based on color? I can't think of anything else. And, like, just non-real, unreal, like, stereotypes and whatnot. Yeah. So our demand... Wait, but... Are so wait. Are who's who's the are like are Haitians typically more dark skinned than yes. Dominicans? Typically, yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And they have the they were colonized by the French, whereas the Dominicans were colonized by the Spanish. So you have that. Also oh, so they've on the got. Same well, island. but yeah, I mean, they're just, yeah, but they're still. I'm I'm surprised that there's really that much of a. 
a color distinction when they've both been colonized by you know i mean like you're you know some some european you know like it just seems like it would be yeah i feel like i guess there's oh god i'm this is starting this is gonna sound really bad because i don't know what i'm talking about at this point i'm just conjecturing <laughs> i feel like there is this more mixing among in, the, in, the, in the dr Republic. Uh-huh. yeah and also haiti you know had their revolution you know fairly early and so I think that there was a lot less mixing in Haiti because of that. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Sorry the, for people who really know. Yeah, you know, if I'm you, a history if, yeah. person, but yeah, my Caribbean history is not great. I think I only took one Caribbean history class. Sorry about that. Well, that's um, one more than I took. So <laughs> we're going to go with your bits of information <laughs> on this topic. Um, but that does make sense because, uh, you know, like that's what I'm like sitting here trying to figure out. Like, okay, you're like, basic, should they look the same? Shouldn't they look about the same if they're on the same island? You, you probably came from the same parts of Africa. You know, like you're just equally dispersed across this island. Um and well, I don't know if they did like that. I don't know because I was like, where the French took Africans and where the Spanish, whatever. I don't know if that's this. I don't know. I I need to get in the book somewhere. I need to. I need to go. My, oh my, my gosh, we got research there. to do. Homework now. I do. Gosh, a little history homework. History homework. Fascinating. Wikipedia all night. No, <laughs> no Wikipedia. Don't not that research. Go to the library. Yeah. Okay, uh, so enough <laughs> about them. Yeah, oh, that's gosh. crazy though. Okay, that's crazy. That's just. I mean, it's it's what's I think just interesting about this is even you know just this aspect of it that like you have this whatever whatever beef these two foolish women have with one another, but that like that they would each touch on these deeper issues that track back like generations like that's insane that's just Mm -hmm. it's that's it's fascinating and crazy to me so yeah insane so all that to say neither one is pressing charges so there we go oh well thank Um, god for that yeah all right enough about them again i moratorium moratorium moratorium. okay yeah i'm gonna gonna hold you to it i'm gonna hold you to it until 2019, I'm going to okay. say that. no okay. more. Just Keep like I've done yeah. pretty much the Kardashians and Kanye West, I've kind of stopped talking about mm-hmm. them as much as I can. Yes, pretty much. Yes, I'm, I'm tired of them. All right. Okay. Okay, good. so wait, tell me everything. Now to something good. Congratulations. Ooh, tell to... me something good. Okay, Congratulations mm-hmm. to everyone's fave except for me, John Legend. On <laughs> that is the weakest congratulations. Go ahead. He's just not my favorite. Wow, but you could just you. say congratulations without. I gotta them. be me. I gotta be me. So <sighs> this thing is probably gonna be more about other people than him, but that I'm sorry. Congratulations to John Legend on his egot. For those who are not don't know, but you should know by now what an EGOT is. It stands for um, the Big Four Awards in Entertainment, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. So he is, um, wait a minute, he um, has won 10 Grammys. Um, mm-hmm. started in 2006 where he won Best New Artist. I remember that year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015, his song Glory with um, Common mm-hmm. um, was featured in the film Selma. They won an Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2017, he won a Tony for his role as co-producer of the Broadway production of Jitney. And oh. just recently, he won an Emmy for his role as producer of the TV musical Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. Yeah. That's quite the accomplishment. Or this set of accomplishments. Yes. And at 39, he is the second youngest person to achieve this honor. And so who is the youngest? And do you know that I wrote it down because I knew you would ask? So the other is composer Robert Lopez. See? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? She's going to ask who the first person is. So <laughs> I'm like, well, if he's the second, then who's the first? How old was he? He is only, um, gosh, what was it? Like less than he's he was less than a year, so he was oh, okay. thirty nine also, but like okay. less than, yeah, but like oh, wow. two hundred days or something like that. Well, oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh God, that's hilarious. I was like, I knew it. So anyway, <laughs> you know it. me well. Blah, I blah. do. So he is. He joins great legends um such as Rita Romero Mar- why can't I talk what if I Romero? wow who's who's Rita Romero <laughs> I don't know who that is but she's not Rita Moreno <laughs> you really had to focus to say Moreno I did. Again. and the thing is <gasps> like Ray, I always want to say like Ray Romano like I want to say Romano wow Moreno, like still, I still have to focus on it. It's just not what I want to say. I have some kind of dyslexia when it comes to Moreno. I don't know what it is. I want to mix those dyslexia. Yeah, I want to mix those letters around. Romano, yes. Okay. Anyway, he joins. Shut up. Nope. He joins greats like her, (laughs) like that lady. Like that lady, Rita Moreno, <laughs> of Audrey Hepburn mm. and Whoopi Goldberg. And I will say he is also the first African-American man to, to win this honor. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm going to point out again where I was like, this is about uh, going to be about some other people, too. Now, if these peop- the powers that be would give legends their flowers... Um, James Earl Jones, Harry Belafonte, and Quincy Jones would probably be in their group. Mm. They, um, their Oscars, like they have, like you know, they've earned them all of those um, awards, but their Oscars are all um, honorary or humanitarian. So I think James Earl Jones was honorary. Harry Belafonte and Quincy Jones received humanitarian awards. Mm-hmm. So they have an Oscar too, but they're not you know competitive Oscars so but you know these men all did wonderful work and Mm -hmm. the fact that Quincy Jones doesn't have an Oscar is crazy Mm, um and so yeah James Earl Jones Harry Belafonte don't have you know Oscars like you know again because the powers of be didn't give people their flowers when they were due you know John Legend is the first African-American in Mm -hmm. 2018 to win that honor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that is that. So an un, 
Um, qualified congratulations to one John Legend. Congratulations, John Legend. Yes, congratulations. It's your cute little babies. Um, <laughs> they're so adorable. Yeah, they do make nice babies. They make cute little babies. Okay, so next little thing on the list is, um, again, another Fashion Week story. So, apparently, people are saying or um, speculating that Marc Jacobs tried to shade Rihanna. So, Rihanna was debuting her Fenty lingerie line at this year's Fashion Week. And mm-hmm. she received the 7.30 slot, which is the last um, show the, to close out Fashion Week. And that mm-hmm. is usually a spot that Mark Jacobs holds. And he's had that last show spot, closeout spot, for several years. He's used okay. to closing out Fashion Week. Okay. Um, so his show was a, scheduled for 6 p.m., and he apparently held his show for an hour and a half. Many people believe it was to force people to kind of miss um, Rihanna's show. How and, now? Why? Because people would just would not want to stay an extra hour and a half past what they already had planned. No, because his holding the show for an hour and a half went to into her show at seven thirty. They're not in the same like place. Oh, oh so people oh. have to go like they're nearby, but people have to. Like, actually, I think her show was in Brooklyn, so people had to go to her show. And so oh, by him okay. holding it out, like people would have were kind of forced to make the choice of staying for his show or oh. leaving and going to her show. And so, um, a couple of, and it wasn't just like, you know, people, you know, whatever is thinking that like social media people, fashion journalist, Christina Binkley and Hollywood reporter Booth Moore were among those who tweeted about Jacob's delay and sharing images of designers of his show with some of the front seat being empty. Like some people actually did leave his show. Some of the models left his show to go do the Rihanna show. Um, one person notably who did not leave was Anna Wintour. However, they, you know, she has a very long relationship with Mark Jacobs. And um, it was noted that she was on the phone and very angry and kind of, I guess, apparently people were saying, you know, complained about the fact that she was going to miss the other show. You know, they were speculating because of this delay. She was upset about that. So we'll see. Um, what happens then? So a number of guests, like I said, were annoyed. They ended up leaving. So it's like it wasn't a mass exodus, but it was noticeable. Um, and his staff reportedly um, st- said to Associated Press that the reason for the delay was an errant clothing delivery, no doubt caught in rush hour traffic, exasperated by the rain. Get out of here. <laughs> An and hour that- and a half. Oh my god. You know, like Mark Jacobs, like I love Mark Jacobs' clothing. He's like a wonderful designer. He's crazy apparently. He's clean now. Um cuz he was a hot mess. I've watched, you know, many, you know, documentaries. Um mm-hmm. one which was really now I can't think of the name of it, but about him and his process when he goes to um 
plan and kind of develop his line for fashion mm-hmm. week you know he's he's a genius he's he's wonderful he's great at what he does but mark jacobs is also super shady and petty um and so i don't doubt that he would do something like this so because you know it's like you've been this this has been your thing and all of a sudden this rookie comes in you know he doesn't respect her as a designer I'm sure like mm-hmm. you know like you know he's like a real designer I'm sure she's been hugely successful with this and is doing a great job and her stuff is really cute mm-hmm. and it's it's inclusive like she you know has expanded her line Rihanna's doing very well to the point with all these other ventures, the acting and the beauty line and the lingerie and the stuff, her line with Puma. Mm-hmm. The people are like, sis, will you coming out with some music? And she's like, soon, like doing other stuff right now. But mm-hmm. the stuff that pays her probably a whole lot more right. than the music part, because most people know like music doesn't really mm-hmm. pay a whole lot, you know, in the end we have to pay all those folks. So, yeah, so that was kind of a little interesting story. I was like, Mark Jacobs, cut it out. Man, so who decides, like, who's the puppet master who decides, like, who gets that coveted closing spot? I think there's a council. Oh, interesting. And so they the- decide the schedule because the schedule's put out you know, a while before, and, like, you can go on, like, different websites or Vogue to see, like, what the schedule is and all the collections, you know, pictures of the collection, you know. Mm-hmm. In a former life, I had to look at all this and be kind of up on what's going on. Um, but, yeah, so they, like, list, you know, the shows, and they're, the shows aren't very long because, you know, fashion show isn't very long, but some you know, places you have to kind of travel to. Like, I know there was a big, you know, brouhaha when um, Kanye West show because he had people waiting for so long. So, you know, years ago, like, that was a big thing where designers would have people waiting forever. It's kind of frowned upon now. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's, you know, not really respectful or whatever. So people, I guess, you know, say they try to start on time or whatever, but um, and apparently Mark Jacobs has been starting on time in past years, I think since he's been sober and whatnot. Mm. So, um, yeah, but he, he'd had it. He'd had it up to here. If he had a red shoe, he might have thrown wow, it. Wow, don't at, throw uh, any more shoes, people. Add Rihanna. Okay. Man. So, yeah, so that's that. Um, and then the other one, I just thought it was kind of some interesting 90s kind of related news every now and then you know I kind of have like some 90s relevant thing that you know no one under 30 is listening to this anyway so it doesn't matter (laughs) um so apparently Uh a biopic we've talked about this biopic biopic god it's oh what is it we never found out anyway um, a movie about a biography yeah. <laughs> Old Dirty Bastard is coming to the big screen. Why? Hey, let me finish and then <laughs> I will tell you my I knew you were gonna say that and I have my defense. So apparently, um a picture about the Wu Tang Claim rapper is in development at Stony Columbia Pictures, um, uh, with uh Riza 
attached to produce, you know, the head, kind of the leader of the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm -hmm. So ODB, he was a founding member of Wu-Tang Clan. Um, Their first album was Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. You know, that all happened in the early 90s. I remember in high school, like, that was, like, everything for Mm -hmm. everybody. Uh, Then he released his first solo album in 95 again. Um, I still recall being on the campus and, you know, parties and ODB, the songs and his song with Mariah. Like, he was, like, kind of all over the place in the 90s. Um, and he earned a Grammy nomination for Best Rap, rap Album for um, Return to the 36 Chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, he was a hot mess. You know, there were multiple arrests, you know, jail stints. Um, he was always in some kind of, you know, trouble or some kind of legal issue um also is famous for picking up a welfare check in a limousine um also known for rushing this is really what he's known for uh for a lot of people he became you know if memes were a thing in 98 he would have been one when he rushed the stage at the grammy awards to protest when puff daddy um won the the Grammy and Wu Tang mm. lost when he was like Wu Tang's for the children. Remember that? I don't remember that. What? Oh my God! He rushed the stage. It was hilarious, and he was like Wu Tang is for the children. Uh, but he was very angry because mm. they lost to Puff Daddy, as any person should be. Um, <laughs> and so also he was a fugitive for a while because he fled a court ordered rehab clinic. And then mm-hmm. resurfaced a month later at a Wu Tang um, album launch party. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he passed away in 2004. Um, uh, in 2004, I'm going to talk about. That. Yeah. So they've been talking about this. Uh, RZA had a, uh, I guess, an interview with Rolling Stone in 2016. And they talked about how because of the success, success of Straight Outta Compton, and they felt like with the proper team and marketing, many people who kind of grew up with this music would love to see um, the inside, you know, kind of makings of those stories. And honestly, like, I, because I, when I saw this, my reaction was your reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, why? And then I thought about it and thought about his shenanigans. And that movie will be entertaining as hell. It will be <laughs> so good. If, like if the right people are involved to do it, like I'm hoping, you know, what is um Home Dude doing? They did Creed, the one Fruitvale Station. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Um, Why can't I think of his name? I know this guy. Oh, I feel so horrible. Oh, what's his face? I know. I can see the. Yeah, him, Michael B. Jordan, right there. Is it Ryan something? I don't want to call him Ryan. I don't know. His name is not Ryan. Yeah, it is. Ryan Coogler. Coogler. Yeah, okay. I was like, why do I want to call him Ryan? Because that's his name. Anyway, so, yeah, just thinking about, like, the the nostalgia of, like, the 90s and, like, all that music and then, like, just the shenanigans of the Wu-Tang Clan and all those many members. So um, many people. So many people. 
And then just to kind of pick up like all like the said like the Grammy Awards and his shenanigans with, you know, like all the his little issues and stuff. I think it will be good. And I was like, and I would like to know like a little bit more of why he was the way he was. I would would mind learning more about that. So really, yeah, I think it will be entertaining. I mean. I think it will be a good time. So I <laughs> am looking forward to it. Cannot wait. Um, and the last thing, I want to do this. Yeah, so yay, Rizza, get that done. They're looking for a director. So again, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler, because you're listening, <laughs> Ryan Coogler. <laughs> Somebody's listening that knows Ryan Coogler. I'm oh my gosh. Ready. We could be the- just six degrees of separation from Ryan Coogler. We are- know we are less than six degrees from Ryan Coogler. I know we are. So somebody send out the back signal. Send out some word. Tell Ryan Coogler he has to get on this Wu-Tang ODB biopic biopic. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is. Wow. Speaking of biopics that I was looking forward to last week, that Bobby Brown one. Oh, how did it go? I didn't like it. I didn't finish it. Well, that's too bad. You were so looking forward to it. I was so looking forward to it, and I was like, "You had high hopes." On yeah, coming on Facebook, I was like, "Okay, watching it. Okay, the acting that place was really good, but his dancing like just threw me off because you know, like Bobby Brown was like very like fluid and just kind of like little Gumby like his movements or whatever. This guy was so stiff; it was uncomfortable to watch. Well, that's too bad. I was like, you're great acting like Bobby Brown, but you should have spent a little wee bit more time in the studio with in dance rehearsal. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, someone posted this little thing on um, Inst- or Facebook, I think, and I put it on our Instagram, and I answered the question, but I didn't have your answer, so I want to get your answers to this. Oh, there's questions? Is it a quiz? Are you taking a quiz? It's it's not a quiz. It's a oh. ranking. It's a ranking. Okay. I'm listening. Okay, I wish I'm you ready. had the picture. Yeah. Okay. So you might need to write down some notes so you can remember. Oh. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm ready. So this is dedicated to some great late eighties, nineties music. Okay. You have in their tapes, girl, there's six tapes. Which one are you playing first after you find a tape player? No. <laughs> I was going to say, and I'm, <laughs> this is going to be a minute. Okay. Yeah, Six so, tapes, and I have to rank them. Yes. Okay. I ranked mine, and I can easily do it again, because I, I know this was easy for me. So, number one is Levert, which was Rope-A-Dope style. That has, like, Baby, I'm Ready in all seasons on it. Okay. B is New Edition, Any Heartbreak. Hold on. Okay. Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown, don't be cruel. Okay. I'll be sure in effect mode. Oh, okay. Keith Sweat, make it last forever. (laughs) (laughs) Now Uh, these are the whole CD, the whole like tapes, not just the one song. And then Guy, Guy. Oh, wow. That's just made it easier. Okay, let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, while you're figuring yours out, I will say mine. No, way. What? <laughs> I can't give you time. I said we're just not listening to, like, you doing the... Um, okay, go ahead. Stupid theme music. I'm trying to feel some air. I'm trying to make this a program. Okay, not a program. So... <laughs> it's a program. Okay, so which one would you be playing first? So for me, number one is always New Edition. So B, number one. Number two is F Guy because I still listen to that to this day all the time. Um, I like it's classic. Um, number three would be C Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel. Um, next would be I'll Be Sure in Effect Mode. Um, five Key Sweat, Make It Last Forever, and then Last Lavert. Hmm. That is my ranking. What is your ranking, friend? Okay, hold on. It's hard to listen to your ranking. You weren't supposed to listen to my ranking. You were supposed to be working on yours. Well, it was hard to do mine while you were doing yours, is all I'm saying. Oh, God. That was the whole purpose of me doing mine, so it wouldn't be wasting time. It's just very difficult, is all I'm telling you. Are you doing it now? I'm doing it right now. Gosh, hurry up. There's so much pressure. Okay. God. Okay. All right. I would say my number one would be Guy. I knew that. Okay. <laughs> um, which would, uh, two is what I ha- was having trouble with. Two for me would be, uh, I think Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel, mm-hmm. with Number three, very close number three to Bobby Brown would be New Edition. Any heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Followed by number four, I'll Be Sure. Number five, Keith Sweat. And number six, Levert. Yeah, because I'm trying to think, like, where did Levert come from? Like, they wanted you to have, like, an easy, like, last. I had to, like, look, like, all the rest of these, like, I knew immediately songs on all of them. Like, I can name the playlist for Any Heartbreak, like, right now. Levert, like, I couldn't even see the name of... I had to go Google the name of this um, CD because I couldn't remember. And then I was like, okay, what songs were the, on there? Because I'm thinking, I was like, Just Coolin'? Is Just Coolin' on there? And no, mm-hmm. it wasn't. So I was like, okay, what's yeah. on there? And so, yeah, I was like, Get out of here, Levert. Like, I was never a really big Levert. So, like, no. number one and six were very easy. It was the rest of them that was like, okay. And I'm not, I am not good with albums. I'm not good mm-hmm. with song. You know, I'm not good with song yes, titles. Worst. Yeah. I'm not good with song titles. I'm a little bit better with like at least matching like a song to an artist. But mm-hmm. Deso, but like the whole full combination. Yeah, that's the album that had such and such and such and such. That's not my strong suit at all. Um, so, yeah. So some of this was just like, okay. I had to. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all the rest of them, like, I started singing. I can remember, like, yeah, like, Don't Be Cool is great, but I've always, you know, I've been a New Edition fan since as long as I can remember. So they're always first. And any heartbreak was like, Again, like I could sing the whole thing 
from the first song to the last song, like all the videos that came out. I still remember the any heartbreak video and how big a deal that was. Like Malcolm Brown Warner, they're like the party at the house. And but yeah, I was like, yeah, so I was all about that. But yeah, and Guy, like I love Guy so much. But they just yeah. got edged out by New Edition just because I have like, you know, my love for New Edition just goes so much farther than my love for you know the length of time basically yeah no i've got like guy is that album for me like i i played i, I had did have that on i that it, i did have that tape and i played that little me tape too. i wore that thing out um so that is probably an album that if you if i were to put it on I would know it. I would know which song comes next. Like it, you know, oh, yeah. like it's it's in there. Yeah. It's but uh, but yeah, but not as much with the rest of these. Except I, you know, more, for me it'd be more, I know like you know most you know most if not all of the songs. Yeah, on I know most the of songs these. that weren't on the radio. Like I know. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not for all of these for me. For guy, yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay, interesting. That's a fun yeah. little game. It was fun, right? I was mm-hmm. like, I saw that. I was like, hey, I need some more of these. I like those. Okay, fun. Need to find some with women to do. I'm gonna make my own for next week. We'll Are you gonna one. make your own? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I mean, like, who is missing though? I feel like some someone's missing that should be on there. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like some somebody should re- replace the vert. I feel like the vert they were old when they came out. Like I feel like they were like old yeah. people trying to be young. Because like, yeah. I always felt like just cool, and I always felt they like I love Gerald Levert. Like I think he's such a good singer, and like when he went so like really loved him. But like Levert, I just always felt they were a little corny, and like they weren't like they were older, and they weren't like cute guy like you know young. You know what I mean? So I was just like, hmm, they're like my uncles yeah they're definitely like somebody's (laughs) uncle yeah no that's totally true yeah i was like even then i was like you're like my uncle like no thanks Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah all right let's get personal girl let's get personal okay so i am still coming off of my concert high from last night oh my god becky (laughs) um Went, as I mentioned last week, uh, went to the uh, forum to see the Eagles in concert, an evening with the Eagles. And when I tell you these old men can rock like like they're not all 70, which they all are 70 and 71 years old, um, it is insane. Like I was like sitting there thinking like, what am I still going to be doing at seven that I'm doing now? And I was Sitting like, down, laying right, down. <laughs> right. I was like, um, preaching Jesus and drinking bourbon. Those are the only two things I could think of. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Oh Lord. I love that you put those together. Okay. Cool. I'm just saying I, that those, those two will still be in effect at 70, but as a, as a, everything else that I do, Mm. Are these these men I was and they're so they sound so good it was such a good concert like it was just great like you go to you know and it's like they gave the people what they want you go to these concerts you want to hear the classics mm-hmm. um 
so they did a few of the things from their like uh 94 album uh hell freezes over and they had put out another album in like 2008 but they only maybe did all together between those two they maybe did like four songs or something and they were and they were like you know obviously like the better more popular of those but for the most part it was all like classic 70s 80s eagles and okay. it was terrific they put on a great show they literally they went two and a half hours straight of just them on stage no breaks no i mean just like you know they're in between songs changing out guitars that was like the extent of the breaks like it was amazing there's stamina joe walsh um is like he i mean again he's like joe walsh is 71 and he shreds that guitar Mm -hmm. like he i mean like it is like no time has passed like nothing it's just incredible it was incredible he was incredible to watch it was amazing um how um how all of their talent both vocal and um playing has all like endured and you know um passed the test of time so um so yeah so that was just um it was it was just good and then it was very sweet i mentioned this i think I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast or just to you, but, you know, Glenn Fry passed away um, about mm-hmm. like, over a year ago now. And um, so it's his son uh, who I love his son's name. His son's name is Deacon, Deacon Fry. Okay. I was going to say is his name Curly. No, you stupid. <laughs> you know, you're dumb. His son's name is Deacon, Deacon Fry, not Curly Fry. You idiot. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> Why do I think it's so funny? I can't stop laughing. Okay, because you're ridiculous. <laughs> and um, and he looks like his daddy. He sounds like his daddy. Like it's crazy. Aww. So it's so sweet. Like and so it's um, you know, Glenn Fry did the majority of the the lead vocals with um, you know, shared them with Don Henley. Um. But most of the songs were uh, Glenn Fry leads. So the songs that were Glenn Fry leads are being um, led now by either his son, Deacon, or mm-hmm. um, the, another exciting addition to the Eagles is Vince Gill. What? Yeah, Vince Gill is um, singing and sharing the lead vocal uh, responsibility with uh, Deacon Fry. And he did great Vince Gill sounds again and Vince Gill's not he's not as old as the rest of the Eagles but Mm. he's 60 61 or something like that so he's not like you know spring chicken either wow so he was right there and just I mean it was a very natural addition like he 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 covered um a bunch of the songs um and um and and Deacon Fry is clearly headed like for his own like solo career, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, this is so, great exposure for him. Yeah, no, it's huge. So I mean, it makes yeah. sense that they would have two people 
who are covering all of Glenn Fry's songs because, you know, Vince Gill has already had his career, so he's definitely a draw. Uh, Deacon right. is at the other end of this, you know, of that uh, spectrum mm -hmm. starting off. Um, and he's get, so he's getting to pay homage to his father and getting huge exposure. And obviously will at some point go ahead and launch his own solo career, at which point I would imagine Vince Gill would just go ahead and permanently take that, take all those songs, you know. If, right. um, so it just makes a lot of sense. And they, like, they, it was, they both covered all those songs marvelously. Like, hmm. you know, I mean, because, you know, you're used to hearing like, you know, and it's, again, like I am always in awe of the Eagles because they're, canon their contribution to the canon of american music is so huge like so many songs um that you like know when they come on and it's mm -hmm. who, you know and if you know you ask who it is like oh it's the eagles oh that's the eagles too oh yeah yeah that's the eagles like it's like a million things and the range of it is so um i always think so so interesting because you have like very um folksy songs like already gone um and very country sounding songs like take it easy and then like songs that are so much like he more uh heavy on the uh, rock and roll side like uh, um like hotel california or mm. um you know um heartache tonight or um oh i just blanked on the one i was thinking of um but um you know so there's just it's their range is so wide um and um just yeah just good good solid like american rock and roll it was just great it was a great night and my sister and i had a lot of fun we went to dinner beforehand at um post and beam yeah uh, it was so yummy um it's just always so good and um and then, yeah, just went over to the forum and it was nice. It was just, you know, it's just the usual like traffic in and out of the forum was a little bit of a, actually going in was not so bad, but coming out, like it was just crazy. Um, but it was good. It was, it was well worth, um, we had great seats. It was well worth the money. Um, and there, that was, that was night one of three here in LA at the forum. And, but they're okay. in the middle of a huge national tour. So so yeah, so that's exciting. Um, so that's that. And then um, the other personal stuff, um, I am excited to update. I've you know, taken you all um, since the beginning of this podcast on my health uh, adventures. And I am now, as of today, down 12 pounds. Awesome. Yes. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and today I started uh, working out. Well, I, I had, um, so I had, I joined a gym um, because I want to have one, a place to go on days when I maybe don't get my morning run in. So if I do it like in the afternoon, I can just like hop on a treadmill. So, you know, somewhere. Um, so that was my main impetus, but then they have the gym that I joined has a real big focus on individual and small group training. Like small groups are only like five people at a time or whatever. Um, and I actually realized how much I really need that in that I am, I am, I can motivate myself to go running easily. Like mm -hmm. I like to run. I, you know, and I've been, you know, I've made discipline myself to like going to bed early 
getting up early, like it's totally like clockwork now. But working out like any other kind of working out, like, you know, strength training and core work and all that stuff. I have been thinking about doing it, but <laughs> not done it. So I was like, you know, and I thought about it and in the past, the times that I've been really successful with it has been because I've had a trainer. So mm-hmm. um, today I met with a, a trainer at the gym um, because they offer, you know, upon signing up, you get like, you know, a free consultation and uh, kind of a free one-on-one workout. So that went really well. And I was like, okay, you know, their prices are not super high. Like they're pretty good as far as training you know, goes. Mm-hmm. And you can do like either one-on-one or group training. And the one-on-one sessions can be either 30 minutes or 60 minutes, you know? So, and obviously, you know, the price varies based on what you choose and for how long and how many times a week or whatever, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to, figure out which one I'm going to sign up for, but I'm definitely going to sign up for some kind of uh, training sessions so that I can do that other half of the uh, fitness work. And I'm excited about that. So yeah, so that's what's going on over here. And um, last week I mentioned that I had my, um, I was uh, anticipating my peer review uh, that, you know, I was having folks over last Saturday. And so um, I did. And it was really nice. Um, hmm. It was just kind of like that world's colliding thing, you know, like my work people and people that I know, um, you know, one of our um, pastors from church and um, and then like uh, my friend um, who um, is like in the same circle of like, you know, um, the work that I do ministry work, but like not, Mm -hmm. not from my job specifically. Um, So yeah, so it was kind of like worlds colliding, but like in a really good way. And um, and it was just nice. It was nice to have people over. Oh, you'd be so proud of me. I made Mm. a spinach tomato quiche, um, which I served alongside um, zucchini bread and you know just coffee and juice as very very well received wow so yeah i'm fancy you are fancy 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 fancy. so that's me it's been a good week and um yeah okay that's all i've got all you got all you Mm -hmm. got for us Okay, well, um, great. So just a couple things for me. Again, mm-hmm. I have discovered a outlet for my um, something that's relaxing and that I can do um, once a week. So, okay, my computer decided to die. I don't know what just happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Luckily. I don't need notes, I guess, to talk about, okay, what I'm going to do. Um, hold on. It's back again. Okay. So um, I discovered a sewing studio um, nearby. Oh. And they have a sip and sew on Wednesday's night. So How I'm cute. super excited about that. And um, I do have a dress that I made, oh, gosh, before I left home um that I need to kind of finish a little better 
Okay. So, you know, they have a serger there, so I can go and do that. I meant to go yesterday, mm-hmm. but I wasn't feeling well. I was a little overwhelmed by my day. Like, ended up canceling some things that I needed to do um, in order to do take care of some other things that, needed, that were kind of a priority. And I was just like, ugh, so tired of just being inside. And so I was like, I'm going to go out for a while. So I was like, I'm going to go to the sewing thing. And I realized that my sewing kit is in storage. So I was like, okay, I'll uh... go to the storage, grab that. And anyway, like I posted a video that um, one of my friends posted, Chang. And I was like, oh, my God, this is me about clumsy being clumsy. Uh-huh. And like all the things I was like, oh, my God. Before I even posted it to my wall, like one of the things was like dropping your phone. I dropped my phone literally before I posted it. And it had one of the things was um, like when you put on jeans that have like rips in them, how you get your feet get stuck in the rips. Like that happens to me every time I put on like ripped jeans. So I've never had that happen in my life. (laughs) It happens every single time. So I stopped counting at a point how many of these things I had done in the Wait, last, is this that like, girl? Is it the video of the girl who, like, she leans back in her chair and falls out? Yes! That one? That, okay, yeah. I've seen that. Oh, my God. You are that girl. And so, like, literally, again, I stopped I stopped counting the number of things that I had done, like, just in the last, like, few days. Not even, like, ever. Like, just the last few days. Like, one was, like, I was cooking macaroni and cheese for the girls. I accidentally... Um, have the wrong side of the pepper open and so like a whole bunch of pepper like went into the mac and cheese like all these all these things I was like this is me like dropping the phone or you're either trying to take a selfie or look while you're laying in bed dropping the phone on your face like I literally did that this morning so yeah I'm that girl but anyway so Wait, so you're holding the phone you're laying on your back and you're holding okay. your phone ab- right. a- a- above you okay. and you accidentally drop it because you're a klutz and it hits you in the face. Wow. Okay. That's happened to me more than once. And it happened to me just today. So <laughs> So it's not like you fell asleep and it like fell like you're no, awake. No, like I'm fully awake. And I just... <sighs> I'm like really trying to understand. And then, like, opening a, a, a drink and it's spilling all over the place. And literally, that happened in the car on Sunday. Um, right. <laughs> why is this my life captured in one little video? That is, yeah. So the boy went to college, saw it, and, like, Phil, I said to him, and he was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you. Like, it is me. Oh, bad. Anyway, so yeah, so I got all that to say that I went to go get my sewing kit from storage and had one of those moments where, um, like, in like I was on the phone, people were calling me, I was on the phone trying to juggle that, and I like had the like code to get into the gate or whatever, like on a little card because I can't remember that. Um, and so I grabbed the card out. And I was kind of wrestling with the phone and I put the phone down and I dropped the cart and like between my like behind my steering wheel and where the odometer stuff is, there's like a little slit there. Like it doesn't, it's not flush. 
to the thing, and so the card literally dropped in between in that slot. So what? <laughs> How do you? I told you I was like, and I almost cried because I looked up and it was past six o'clock, so the the office was closed, so I couldn't get the number from the office. So I just sat there for a moment. I was like, I almost cried. The fellow like called me, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, ah. <laughs> like I'm at the store, it's like, and he's like, "This doesn't happen to people. This is not like a thing, right? That like that's like not a normal thing. <laughs> it's not a normal thing. Like how did he's like? You just need to go somewhere and just go sit down. Like go back home, go sit down. So that's what I did. So I didn't go sewing yesterday. So next week. So wait, this this card just is exists inside your steering column now yeah pretty much that's not right (laughs) it's so weird so yeah that's that's me so yeah so excited about sipping so next week all that to say like i will go this weekend and grab the number and go get my toolbox um my supplies and have that happen and Yeah, and the other thing that's brought me joy this week Mm -hmm. um, is Netflix. I think I talked about the Netflix show to all the boys I loved before last week. Did I talk about it last week? Mm, I can't remember. You've mentioned this, but I can't remember again. It's hard for me to remember if you mentioned something to me in conversation or if you mentioned it to me on the show. Right. I don't think you mentioned it on the show. I don't I don't remember, but again, if I did, it's worth repeating. So the cutest little teen rom com to all the boys I loved before. Saw it a few times. So excited that it's going to be um there's gonna be a sequel to it. Um and, you know, about a little um Korean girl who is very much crazy like I was when I was a teenager so it was kind of like funny just to see her and it's just a cute little movie okay um, so and I loved um and so the lead little teenager guy in it is adorable so his okay. name is Noah Centineo and he's just like super charming. Like she's like a really good actress. He's like really good actor. And they're just like adorable. Like it's an adorable little story. They're like super cute. They reference one of my favorite teen rom coms, Sixteen Candles, and okay. talk about how it's problematic, but still like how it's still like amazing. Um. So yeah, super cute. And so I also saw another little show that was on Netflix. Another movie. And it features Barb from Stranger Things. <gasps> Barb! Which I stopped watching and that's just not for me. Um, so it's called Sierra Burgess is a Loser. And okay. again, Noah is in that he plays the lead boy in the love interest in this movie as well. Oh, okay. And I was just like, okay. He's just adorable. Again, he is giving Jake Ryan a run for his money. Oh, and you're a big fan of Jake Ryan. I love Jake Ryan. Okay, so, I wasn't going to say that, but all right. I I have no problem. I hate that he stopped acting. Um, 
to go off and live in the woods and make furniture or something like that, but big fan. Big fan of him. So, yeah, he was, like, the epitome of the, you know, like, the teen rom-com, like, romantic, Mm -hmm. you know, interest. And so this little boy, I think he's going to, like, take that spot for, like, the 2018 and onward. He's so good. So, yeah. So that was fun. So if you in the mood for something light and a teen rom- rom-com, which I'm a huge fan of, please check out To All the Boys I Loved Before and Sierra Burgess is a Loser, now on Netflix. See? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We need to get some ads. I will be so good at them. Clearly. Yeah. Is that, this, is, this is your ad for you doing ads? Mm-hmm. This is what I had for me doing that. See how good I did? See how good I did? Um, and other TV, like Insecure. I'm all cut up on Insecure. And to kind of piggyback on something we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. Lawrence is back. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, so I don't know if it was because of the Lawrence Hive being upset or if she just kind of was, you know, pulling our chain. I don't know, but he... You know, they had a Coachella episode and he was in the 7-Eleven. She ran into him and I'm sure he will be in future episodes. So I hope that doesn't go anywhere because I still think the past should be the past, but whatever. So interesting. So Insecure is interesting Mm -hmm. and they managed to somehow put a little Morehouse dig in there the other week which was unnecessary but still kind of true what wait what was it they had a little dig one of the the one of the characters molly is an attorney at an an all-black pretty much law firm Mm -hmm. and she was in a meeting and you know the guy did what some guys tend to do which is kind of over talk um kind of you know, make their opinions known and kind of, you know, if women don't kind of stand up in these kind of settings, you know, they'll kind of overtake everything. So she, you know, being new, was trying to tread lightly and talking to some of the other women in the office like, oh, so Tori and sure, you know, makes his stance known and, you know, da-da-da, da-da-da. And they were like, yeah, that's a good way to say it. There's like, yeah, they didn't teach modesty at Morehouse. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, I was like, you know, little (laughs) dig, unnecessary, but very true. Unnecessary, but true. (laughs) Um, Very good, very good. Okay. Yeah, I cracked up, so I thought that was hilarious. So that's funny. That's actually very good. Yeah, so it was was good. I have like a number of like non black friends who watch Insecure, and I wonder, like, how do, do they get some of this stuff? Because it's like really uh-huh. specific. Right. Probably yeah. not. They probably yeah. lots of over their head type of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. So, all right. That's it. Okay. Very good. Um, well, I guess that's all we got. It's plenty. It's more than enough. <laughs> Again, like, what you got? I talked to the fellow right before I got the other. Oh, on the tape and I was like oh I gotta go you know I have to podcast he's like oh yeah get get ready to <laughs> y'all 
talk on. I was like, yep. He's like, yeah, gift to gab. He's like, you know, I was like, yes, all those things. Tell me I talk too much. Yes, I got it. Yep, all those things. He should be glad that you have this outlet. I mean, this is two hours of time that he doesn't have to listen to you. I know. And and a bunch about a bunch of crap that he probably doesn't want to hear about. No, but I told you he does like do like pop culture stuff. He feels like he listens, he watches like the like TMZ show and that other show, Dish Nation, just so because he feels like he needs to know like some pop culture stuff. So he'll watch those every day. Okay. So we, he can't talk to me about like pop culture stuff. Okay. But it's not for like a long time though. But not but, for um, two hours. Yeah, not not like this. Like he does not understand it all. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. yeah so hmm. all right, girl. All right, girl. It's been fun, and thanks to the uh, listening audience for hanging in there. Yes, yes, yes. For tuning in and hanging in. And we will see you back here again for more of the same. We'll see you, but But you'll you'll hear us and we'll talk to you and you'll feel, we'll feel your presence. Like I don't know that I feel anyone's presence. Oh, I feel. Are you you better than me? You think you're better than me? (laughs) Yes, I am. I am. Absolutely better than you. I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you're any better than me. Wait, wait till I see you. Um, wait till I, I see am. you. Wait till I see you. On site. On site. Throw your red shoes at me. That's right. Let me I'm throw your little red flats at me. No. No, I'm going to go buy some new red shoes. Don't be throw your little Target flats at me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's really on. <laughs> Like you a nice little target flat. Stop playing. I do. They're so cute. <laughs> but you didn't mean that in a stylish way. You were admitting to it. Nicki Minaj. No, it's on. It's on. Wait till I. Not wait till like I Nicki see Minaj. You. Good thing I have no plans to come to LA anytime soon. Oh, so, yes. Anyway. Thank God. <laughs> when you when I sit when I sleep on your futon, right. yeah, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be on when I lay up at your house for free. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I think about you. All right. Anyway. Whatever. Bye. Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait, tell me everything at gmail.com.